Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. So another match week, but with less games due to a few cancellations or postponements, however you want to phrase it. So what we'll do today is cover all seven games, which normally I would do top five, but let's do all seven today. So we'll start off with the first game, which was Aston Villa versus Southampton. So not the most exciting of games to begin match week, but nevertheless, I don't think Villa would care at this stage of the season as it's another win on their score sheet and vital points, to be fair. Against a team, that's Southampton, who have now lost four games so far this season. So slight concerns for them. But, you know, it's still early on in the season, so hopefully they'll be able to improve their form going forward. The game started off with Coutinho being very close to opening the scoreline. Great dribble, trademark sort of run from him from the left-hand side, hits it over the bar. Villa were able to actually get the opening goal moments later. Nice ripping cross from Coutinho again, saved by the goalkeeper onto the bar. And then you had Jacob Ramsey getting the loose ball and hitting the back of the net. So, a player that I feel like will have a big season this year. Hasn't really shown it so so far, but you know I have high hopes in terms of how he'll do as he's a promising talent and I expect him to go on to do big things, whether that's under Gerard at Villa, who knows, but you know, remains to be seen. Douglas Louise, whose trademark now is pretty much scoring from the corner, almost did it again during this game. Just missed the target. He scored, I think, for his under-21s. And then the following week, he scored against Arsenal. So, so yeah, I think that's something he'll be looking to do more this season. Danny Ings, back into the starting lineup, had a chance to score from the halfway line as the goalkeeper, God knows where he was, <laughs> left the goal wide open. Unfortunately, from the halfway line, he mishits it and it horribly wrong for him. But... Overall, a good win for Villa. Um, commiseration for Southampton as they're not been able to notch up too many wins so far this season, but long, long way to go. Next game is Nottingham Forest versus Fulham. So, now I wish this game was televised as it was full of goals, uh, but, you know, I had to catch the highlight afterwards. So, looking at the goals, a lot was going on. So, the first one was from Newcastle. Uh, I went... Oweni, I believe is how you pronounce his name, scores his second goal of the season from close-range header. Fulham were able to equalise with a powerful header, another one from set-piece. Alinea, for me, one of the signings of the summer so far, scored a fantastic goal from long range. Looks like a very smart signing. Might not be easy on the eye, but very effective in his role in the team. So do not be surprised if he's linked with moves to European clubs or even clubs within the Premier League as he's a great, great number six to have in the team. Fulham were able to get their third goal with a nice half volley from Reed. Nottingham Forest gave themselves some hope in the latter stages with a nice goal from O'Brien. Overall, I think it's a good win for Fulham. Forest need to work on their defensive play, to be fair. I believe that's the second consecutive 3-2 result in the Premier League. So I know they've signed pretty much a whole squad, not even just a whole line of squad. They've signed 20-odd players. 
it will take time for them to gel. And I feel like with the defence, if you're mixing and matching every week, there's no stability in, in the back line. So, yeah, it's going to be a very, very difficult season for Nottingham Forest. But they've signed some good players, so let's see how it goes for them. The third game, Wolves versus Man City. So, I got the score prediction right, which is always a nice touch for me. No huge surprise in terms of the performance from both teams. Jack Grealish actually scored the opening goal in the first minute, I believe. His first goal of the season. There's already rumours circulating regarding his future, where apparently he doesn't see himself playing at Man City past this season. As weird as it sounds, I actually see a bit of truth in it. I don't think he actually enjoys playing under Pep and he hasn't really flourished in the sort of new self and a new way of playing. Question is, where would he go? Other clubs take him on? I don't think so. He went there for a big transfer fee. So it might just be a thing where he needs to knuckle down and try and find a way to break into the team where he's playing on a regular basis and give in in terms of what the manager wants from him because let's not kill ourselves. Pep is one or the best manager in world football right now. So if you want to win accolades, you've got to do what the gaffer says. So remains to be seen what happens with this rumour. But back to City, they scored their second goal through a fantastic goal from Haaland. Great finish from the outside of the box with his right foot. He can do it all. Left foot, right foot, header, off his chest, off his back, you name it. He scores any type of goal. He's a true goal scorer. So... I believe that's his 11th goal so far in the Premier League alone this season. So, yeah, scary thought in terms of what number he would achieve. I was having a discussion with some friends about what number he could achieve in terms of his final tally at the end of the season. I think I think he can definitely go... Some people say 30, 35. I think that's a bit modest. I think he can go more than that. I think he'll score at least 40. I know that's a bit bold especially that I made such a bold statement about Darwin Nunes scoring more goals than him, but let's not get into that. That was a bit of a, a <laughs> bad moment for me there. But yeah, he looks like he's unstoppable right now. I think the only way the goals will reduce is obviously his injury record, which has been an issue over the last few years. But in general, yeah, he's unplayable at this stage. Unfortunately for Grealish, as I mentioned earlier, he was on the wrong end of an awful tackle and deserved to be read for the Wolves defenders there. So, not arguments with that. Foden was able to get the third goal to wrap up the win. So, another solid win for City. Wolves lose their, not record, but they were the team that conceded the less goals so far this season. But when you step up against City, I think that's always going to happen. So, tough, tough afternoon for them. Next fixture, Newcastle versus Bournemouth. So, an evenly contested game, in my opinion. Maybe Newcastle felt like they should have got all three points due to the volume of chances they had. Trippier nearly opened the scoreline with a trademark free kick. Joe Linton also had a crack on shot, but it was Billing who scores the opening goal for Bournemouth. A player that I recall being a defensive mid for Huddersfield and then obviously joined Bournemouth uh, straight after. Last season, he scored, I think, double, double figures for Bournemouth in the Championship. And it looks like he's continuing that trade so far this season. So, 
interesting sort of turn of events in terms of how he's playing for his team. Nevertheless, the finish was a nice, neat touch in front of goal against Pope, who was pretty much caught flat-footed and wasn't expecting that finish from the player. Newcastle were able to get a penalty after a Lerma handball. New signing Isaac steps up and then converts a nicely executed finish. Bottom corner from the spot. So, nice penalty from him. I think it's a good point for both teams. Another draw for Newcastle. That's their fifth draw so far this season. Any concerns? Possibly not, but at least they're notching up points. And they're still mid-table right now, so no concerns. But obviously, I think as the course of the season goes, you'd hope that those wins, those draws turn into wins. So I'm sure a lot of Newcastle fans will will have that same thought of um, thinking as well. Just got a couple of comments here from Madison Smith. Thank you, Madison, for joining the show. Do you see Tuchel back in the Premier League soon or do you think he'll wait to see a situation change at one of the more prominent clubs? That's an interesting question. I think I think he would possibly wait for one of the big boys, so to speak, uh, to see if there's any opportunities of joining those type of clubs in the future. I don't think he'll be in a rush to join a club anytime soon. I think he'll probably think twice in terms of which club he joins due to the nature of how he was treated at Chelsea. Not every club is like Chelsea, but if you're playing for a big club, he's already tasted that with PSG. They were quite cut front with him and it's the same with Chelsea. So I think he'll buy this time at this stage. You've also just sent another comment. Um, I heard a report he could potentially be a Nangelsmann replacement if Bayern continue to struggle in the Bundesliga. That's an interesting one. I I can see it where a few months down the line, if you know Nagelsmann's position is under fire, I think Tuchel would be the one they'd look at straight away. So, so yeah, back to the question. I don't see Tuchel wanting to join a club anytime soon. And it's probably similar to Pochettino, where I've, I, I was reading earlier today that he was linked to the Nice job. So... Not sure if that he'll be taking that job. But I feel like those level or caliber of managers would probably want to wait to see if there's a a big club. Not even a big club, but like a big project that they'd want to jump on. So so yeah, I think Bayern Munich would be something on the cards for him because there aren't that many top quality managers available at this stage. So so yeah, I definitely think there might be some truth in that rumor to say the least. Back to the matches. So, yeah, this game was definitely trail uh, blazer. Tottenham versus Leicester City, 6-2, full of goals. And I have to put my hands up. I made, <laughs> I made a woeful prediction last week where I said that Leicester might just nickel in and get a 1-0. Yeah, if you didn't watch it, that was my prediction. So how wrong was I? Really, really bad prediction there. But... Onto the game. Leicester actually started the game positively where they were able to get a penalty. It had to be taken twice, but Tillemans got, got there in the end and got himself on the score sheet. Spurs managed to equalise with a point-blank header from Kane. Nice cross from Kulisevsky. Eric Dyer, who's just recently been added to the England squads, gets himself on the score sheet, scoring from a corner. Madison, 
who has not been included in the England squad for God knows whatever reason, gets a second goal for Leicester with a nice volley. Bentonko drives forward, gets onto the ball and scores a nice clinical finish for Spurs. But from there onwards, this is where Son Heung-min stole the show. He ends his drought with a fantastic long-range shot. I think it was a nicely executed shot due to the fact that the goalkeeper, I believe it's Danny Ward, was off his line and he just hit a nice sweet shot and went over him as well. So great finish from him. His second goal, however, was unbelievable. Lovely finish from his left foot. I'm sure Mo Salah would be part of that finish. Beautifully executed. And yeah, definitely one of the best goals of the game. Maybe goal of the week, to be fair. He grabs his third goal moments later to open his goal-scoring account of the season with a hat-trick. So that's one way of of opening your profile there, isn't it? So great win for Spurs. He simply blew away Leicester. Let's not kill ourselves here. I mentioned in the previous show, worrying times for Leicester. I personally don't see things improving. I think a change of management is required at this stage. But financially, it doesn't suit the club or the owners to dismiss Rodgers, who's on a long-term contract, I believe. So I read earlier today that if they were to dismiss him, it would cost him in the region of £10 million to get him off his contract. So the big question for the owner is, how much do they value Premier League status? Because that's what's on the line right now. You might think things will change over the course of the season. There's already talks of the top half where people are ruling out certain teams out of the title race. It's the same with the bottom half. If you're not having a great start, it's very hard to pick up points. And right now, with such a congested fixture list leading up to the World Cup, it's not going to get any easier. So remains to be how the club react. Are they adventurous or are they going to take the gamble to dismiss Rodgers and get a new man in? Or are they going to keep it safe and see what Rodgers does? Sounds like a recipe for disaster, but you know we'll see how that pans out for Leicester City. The next game, Brentford versus Arsenal. So I was expecting more of a close encounter, uh, to say the least, but nevertheless, a great win for Arsenal there. The opening goal, fantastic header from Saliba, the man on form right now. Jesus manages to get on the score sheet. It's been a while, but thankfully he did get on the score sheet, especially if you've got him in your FPL team. With a nice header. I personally think Real maybe should have done a bit better as he did manage to get fingertips on it. But maybe the power is too much, so maybe I'm being a bit harsh there. But another guy who stole the show was new signing Fabio Vieira with a sweetly hit long-distance shot. Simply unstoppable, posting in. Nice way to introduce yourself to your fans and to the Premier League. So nice moment for him there. Saka was close to making it four. It was beautifully saved by Raya. I think Jesus had another chance later on the stage, another save. So Raya was kept busy, probably had a better performance than the scoreline suggests. But nevertheless, a good afternoon for Arsenal. They've got the three points against a team that pretty much had their number last year. They found them difficult to break down. So in that regard, you can see progress being made. They're still top of the table right now, which I'm sure will bring a lot of smiles to a lot of Arsenal fans right now. 
And the last game is Everton versus West Ham. So this is a vital, vital win for Everton as it's obviously the first win of their season. The goal itself was the play by Iwobi, um, who produced a free ball to Morpe. And he, he produced a nice finish that caught the goalkeeper off guard. Quick mention on Iwobi, to be fair. I think credit to Lampard in terms of switching his role in the team, as I would never expect Iwobi to be playing as a centre mid. But he seems to be flourishing in that position right now, and he's doing well for his team. So credit to Iwobi in terms of how he's performing so far. Ben Rama was very, very close to getting the equaliser, but the ball hits the inside of the post. Very unlucky from the Algerian midfielder there. Corne also had a couple of late shots. One was saved, one hit the night, uh, side netting, but he wasn't able to convert. So, as I mentioned earlier, good win for Everton. But West Ham, what is going on with them? They've gone under the radar. No one's really speaking about them, but I feel like they've been woeful so far this season. Just seems like things haven't clicked for them. Maybe the Europa League has become a bit of a distraction with games coming thick and fast. Maybe they don't have the squad depth. A bit easy, too early to say, but something doesn't seem to be right there. And they need to gather some momentum very quickly and points on the board as they're currently 18th with only one, one win and a draw to their name this season. So... I wouldn't say worrying times, but definitely it's like concern for the Hammers there. But yeah, that's my wrap up for uh, this week. Just got another comment here from Madison. What are your thoughts on Fabio Vieira? He needs to continue to develop and be better with his positioning, but I feel he has the potential to be very special. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. He he looks a great talent, to be fair. Still very young. I think he does need to maybe get used to playing in Arsenal's system where he won't always play as a number 10. He might need to play as a number 8 sometimes, depending on how Arteta set, the, set up the team. He might need to play on the right. So this season will be more of a settling-in sort of season for him where he gets accustomed to playing different roles. But talent-wise, I think he's got it all. I think great left foot, beautiful in terms of how he passes the ball, uh, in terms of his dribbling, he's got flair as well. A player that was heavily linked with Liverpool as well, so slightly disappointing to see that he's at Arsenal. But I think he's a good talent. I think he's got... I think there was a lot of eyebrows when he was signed because everyone thought that he was too similar to Odegaard. But I feel like with the way how Arteta sets up his team, if you've got a like-for-like -like replacement like that, it works for the team. But Vieira can play in different roles. I think he can play on the right-hand side if required, and can play more advanced or play as a number eight, depending on how the midfield is set up. So, so yeah, I think he's a special talent. Obviously, patience is the key with fans. Not expecting too much too soon from him, but I think he's got a great future ahead of himself. So, so yeah, exciting talent. Another Portuguese player. He's got so much talent in that league, so that's why Liverpool was scouting around. But, yeah, he looks like a... A hidden gem that's been unveiled now. So good signing for Arsenal there. Uh, so before I conclude the show, um, let me announce the FPL manager of the week. So that is Santi Boy of Santi Boy's FC, who managed to gain 92 points, which is amazing because it was a woeful 
week for myself and I think for a lot of FPL managers due to the fact that last week match week was cancelled and there were a lot of players missing due to the games uh, postponed in this match week as well so yeah I was a little bit disappointed in my performance I've dropped to 38th in the league uh, so thinking of using the wild card like maybe too soon but we'll see maybe in the coming weeks let me know what you guys think what should be what is the go-to sort of tip for FPL right now? Should you use the wild card or hold your position as there's a lot of games coming through? And I think with the cancellations, there will be a lot of games that will be double match week as well. So, you know, double double points to gain there. So, interesting regardless. But yes, that wraps us up for today. So, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. As this is International Week, there is no Premier League preview to do. So what I was thinking of doing is a different piece of content. So I'll be live this Thursday, which is the 22nd. And I'm sure I'll be doing it around 11 p.m. UK time, similar to today. So I'm thinking of doing a content piece on the England team. So the squad that was selected, was it the right selection? I've got some thoughts in terms of the players selected, if they were the right ones. And going forward, has Southgate got the right vision in terms of having the right type of players in the squad? So, so I'll be doing a analysis of the England squad selection that took place last week. So, so yeah, make sure to tune in this Thursday. But as always, guys, take care, stay safe, and I hope to see you all soon. Good night.